Hi there, I'm Jamie Sweetland. This is episode 15 of The Reading List. Today we're talking about The Circle by Dave Eggers. This book I read because I saw the trailer for the movie they've made out of it on TV, and in keeping with what is apparently now a tradition, I have not yet seen the movie, but the book sounded interesting enough that I went ahead and checked it out of the library and gave it a look. So here's the synopsis. When May Holland is hired to work for The Circle, the world's most powerful internet company, she feels she's been given the opportunity of a lifetime. The Circle, run out of a sprawling California campus, links users' personal emails, social media, banking, and purchasing with their universal operating system, resulting in one online identity and a new age of civility and transparency. As May tours the open-plan office spaces, the towering glass dining facilities, the cozy dorms for those who spend nights at work, she is thrilled with the company's modernity and activity. There are parties that last through the night, there are famous musicians playing on the lawn, there are athletic activities and clubs and brunches, and even an aquarium of rare fish retrieved from the Marianas Trench by the CEO. May can't believe her luck, her great fortune to work for the most influential company in America, even as life beyond the campus grows distance, grows distant, even as a strange encounter with a colleague leaves her shaken, even as her role at the circle becomes increasingly public. What begins as, what begins as the captivating story of one woman's ambition and idealism soon becomes a heart-racing novel of suspense, raising questions about memory, history, privacy, democracy, and the limits of human knowledge. So the best way that I can sum this book up is a modern 1984 for those of you who read 1984, either in school or simply for pleasure, um, you'll remember that that is a book about a dystopian future in which everyone has television sets in their living room that work two ways. You can watch things on them, but they also watch you all the time. Big Brother is constantly watching and is monitoring you to make sure that you're not doing something that is against the rules. Um, they've modified language so that instead of saying something is bad, you would say it's ungood because you don't want to have negative speech. You want to be positive. So it's kind of created this whole different culture and society where everyone is being watched all the time. The big distinction between that book and this book is that in, in 1984, the entity that's doing the watching is the government. There is a centralized entity watching everyone to make sure that no one is doing something they shouldn't. In The Circle, the premise is that this is not the government doing this. It's Think of The Circle almost like Facebook on steroids. You share everything on Facebook. You post things about what you're doing. You post photos. You connect with friends and family. Um, but it's in public, and it's in a publicly held corporation. And that's what the circle basically is. It's a publicly held corporation that has managed to integrate all these different facets of people's lives to the point where their lives are essentially taking place through the circle. And they're being watched, not by the government, but by their peers. And everyone has sort of collectively created this environment in which sharing is not only encouraged, but almost mandatory. There's a, a portion in the, in the book where she goes and does something and doesn't take a picture or post about it, and people start asking her, well, where were you? Why, di why didn't you post something? I, I, you were out on the lake in a kayak? What, that, you know, so-and-so over in this other department likes kayaking. Don't you think he would have enjoyed seeing that? You should really be posting about this. So it becomes this, this thing where you don't just have a thing where you can post. You are basically required 
You have to share. You have to show everyone what you're doing all the time. And you have to interact with your peers. There is actually a score that she has, that May has in the book, of how well she's interacting with her peers. And if she doesn't like a post from someone else, then that person will get offended and go to her manager and want to know why she doesn't like him. So it becomes like this weird, almost like hyper-socially aware, clicky thing, which unfortunately, I can almost kind of see current social media trending toward. I mean, the, the, the current Facebook, Instagram culture is very very tightly focused in on what are you posting? What are people saying about you? What's in the comments? Did you like this? Oh, you liked that photo, but not this photo. What does that say about those two photos and you as a person? Um, So it does a really good job of exploring that. And I think it takes the central themes of 1984 of, of surveillance and conformity and lack of privacy and really transforms them for the modern internet age that we're living in in a way that I could almost terrifyingly see potentially coming true. If I mean, it, it wouldn't be a huge stretch of the imagination to see some of the things in this book implemented in real life, and some of them already have. Um, and much like 1984, it, it ends up with somebody trying to rebel against the system. It doesn't go well. Um, I won't say who it is. Uh, it, they may not be who you think. Um, but the ending kind of hints towards something in the future that doesn't actually happen in the book, but would be an evolution into the next phase of of what this book kind of talks about. And and the, the terrifying thing is that you can see the slippery slope happening where the main character starts out not that different from you and I and winds up in a completely different place, a completely different state, and with a completely different set of expectations and a completely different understanding of what privacy means and whether or not privacy is valuable. All in all, it was a really, really good read. I enjoyed it. It did a really good job of combining an interesting story with interesting philosophical implications with a story that is compelling enough in its action and in its execution that you want to keep reading it just for the story. So I think in that in that sense, it was very, very well done. I would give this a 5 out of 5. Um, I think it's definitely useful reading for anyone who has concerns about social media and about how much of our lives we're investing into these social media platforms um, and and how much our culture and society as a whole is focused upon what we're doing on these platforms. So I think it was, it's a fascinating read. I highly recommend it. Um, as with a couple of the others, I do intend on eventually watching the movie. Uh, I don't think it got very good reviews. So this may be yet another one of those scenarios where the book is great and the movie kind of just doesn't really work. Um, but I, I'll watch it. I'll, I'll make sure to, to definitely get to that as I work through my movie list that is far too long. Um, but... So that's going to be it for today. Uh, That's the it for the circle. Uh, Next week, we're going to be talking about Sex, Drugs, and Cocoa Puffs by Chuck Klosterman. This is a book that I rescued from being donated because it sounded kind of quirky. And uh, it's quirky. So we'll talk about that next time on The Reading List. Uh, Until we talk again, you can always find me on Twitter at ReadingListPod. 
you can send me an email at readinglistpodcast at gmail.com. And until next time, read more books. If you like this show, check out more great content at incastmedianetwork.com.